At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I talked to Chow, an underwater photographer in Hawaii. He's incredibly talented and has a lot of fascinating stories to share. We talk about environmental awareness, the beauty of Hawaii, and much more. Please enjoy. Hi, Chow. Welcome to the podcast. It's so great to have you here. Please feel free to introduce yourself to the listeners. Hey, Taya. Finally um, got to meet you via this podcast. I'm happy, excited. Yeah, my name is Chow. I'm from Hong Kong, born and raised there and moved to Hawaii about seven and a half years ago and eventually picked up photography and do photography professionally now. Yeah, that's about it. That's awesome. You're such a good underwater photographer. I'm very inspired by your work. And I came to know your work through 500px because we're both ambassadors for that company. We're both in the same group on Facebook. And I think you sent me a friend request. And that's how I, <laughs> yeah, it yeah, just inspired yeah, me to reach out small, to you. and small world. Creating mm-hmm. yeah. a community, um, the 500px community is really um, interesting, a little different than um, the whole Instagram world. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is very diverse as well. I think there's a lot of inspiration in there. So it is really cool to meet people like you and have you join the podcast. And I think the listeners will be really, really excited by everything you have to share with them. Yeah, I'm excited. How did you get into underwater photography? Well, it's kind of silly um, thinking about it right now because back in the days I, I purchased a GoPro, but I never had like the intention to use it for photography. I actually was training for a triathlon race on the island of Oahu. And I always mount the GoPro in the front of my bicycle Um, while I'm riding. I like to be able to document stuff in case if anything happened, just for my safety. And one day, my my good friend, Aries, was like, hey, you know what? You should bring your GoPro with you when we're going to um, Sandy's. Maybe we can finally get you to use your GoPro to shoot some uh, shore breaks. 
some barrels and i was like you know what i don't know what i'm gonna do because i don't know how to use a camera so i'll just bring it to test it out that's how it basically started for me shooting shore breaks that's really cool that's a sort of an unintentional introduction to photography you were sort of introduced to it by your friends almost forced right <laughs> yeah exactly it's crazy and then eventually it got a little more um serious for me so i started shooting with my iphone a lot back in the days iphone 6s i believe and somehow like apple noticed my photos on instagram they reached out they made me sign like a bunch of non-discloser agreement they wanted to use um, those photos for the billboard mm-hmm. back in the days they have like the um shot on iphone campaign mm-hmm. and that's how i noticed like oh apple is noticing my work maybe i should consider taking this more seriously you know mm-hmm. yeah it's well, an incredible opportunity Mm-hmm. Wow. So what were the photos of on the billboard? Um, they never made it to the billboard because I never shot them in raw file. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they didn't even have the option to shoot in raw file. So I have to like learn to download another app to start shooting them. But it was an image of my friend, Teresa, just like basically a portrait of her in the water. And also a bunch of other ones. Uh, I think there's one of a macro shot of her eye. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of other shots. They reach out a bunch of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. Fascinating. Again, photography sort of came to you through Apple as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never had the intention to <laughs> to learn photography. That's, so that's really funny. Yeah, that is really funny because I feel like in many photographers' experience, they're sort of trying very hard and persisting. I mean, I'm not saying you're not trying, but in your case, at the very beginning, you were kind of hesitant about photography. So it is fascinating how different everybody's journey is. Yeah, when we were um, shooting at the beach around my house, the Sandies, it's also like known to get a lot of people like injured. A lot of local people call it the Brignet Beach. Because a lot of tourists come out here, they think that, oh, it's just a beach, you know. If all these local people are going in to, to the shore breaks, we can go in too. And mm-hmm. it's tricky because a lot of people, I mean, there's. I actually had to save a guy because he dislocated his shoulder right next to me while I was shooting one day. And that's how it all started. And then uh, that one day, me and my friend Eric started shooting the GoPro. We had to get rescued by a bunch of people because... <laughs> we got out so far, we couldn't swim back. Uh, mm-hmm. It was embarrassing. Oh, what an adventure, though. What a start to photography. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to drown. Yeah, that's an important tip to keep in mind for this genre. Mm-hmm. What kind of equipment do you use now for underwater? So I shoot with uh, a 1DX Mark II. Mm-hmm. And I also have uh, housing from my sponsor, Aquatech. And they also make water housing for the iPhones. Okay. So they call it the Access Go. Basically both. I mean, um, yesterday I just came back from a, a cave dive with um, my, my friends. And then I was using the Access Go the whole time. So shooting with the iPhone underwater. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Do you rent it? I mean, is it possible in general to rent these things? And how expensive is it? Because I personally know nothing about housing. Honestly, so, um, it's, like, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, honestly, I, I've never rented one. I, I just jumped the gun and just purchased one in the, fir- in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And a lot of trials and errors. You, you got to make sure you know like the inside out of the housing, clean it, 
Uh, make sure you clean out the sand every time you go into like a sandy area. So then the next time you use it is not going to have like any leakage or you flood your housing, mm-hmm. possibly damage your camera and lenses. But I personally have never rented these housing, but I've seen camera stores that has that um, kind of you know option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there are a lot of opportunities in places where underwater photography is popular, like in Hawaii, where people can definitely check out equipment like that if they can't invest in it immediately. Yeah, I, I believe it's... It's a different world, you know, like you can shoot all kinds of things that you don't necessarily um, get to shoot above water. Yeah, yeah, it's magical. It's this whole world and most people don't really see what's going on underwater. So it's basically like giving people a new perspective that they couldn't even imagine. Yeah, there's just so much stuff to shoot. You can, I mean, for to me, I can shoot animals, I can shoot people, like I can even shoot people surfing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so- Yeah, lots of opportunities. And as you said, you live in Hawaii, which, as you say on your website, is a paradise in its own right. It has many incredible locations, both on land and underwater, as we just discussed. If Mm -hmm. one of our listeners ever visited Hawaii, which places would you recommend them to visit? Well, it really depends. The island I live on, Oahu, is more populated and um, really, like, commercialized. If you want, like, the true Hawaii nature experience, I would recommend visiting Kauai or um, Big Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oahu is fun, but yeah, there's also a lot of um, shopping you can do. Um, in, let's say in Waikiki area. Yeah. And then there's also like a lot of um, big surfing competition out here during the winter time. It's worth uh, to check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like there's a lot to do there. And especially for photographers, there's so many diverse landscapes, as I've seen in your pictures. So I think it's quite a paradise for photographers as well. Oh, yeah. Landscapes are insane out here. <laughs> you can you can just basically do a hike and then you see like the beautiful of um, the, the ridges and then the the city cityscape. It's crazy. You basically have a photo opportunity every few steps you take forward, right? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah okay yeah. have your camera with you all the time <laughs> oh i'd love to visit one day it seems like quite a quite a dream you should i'll show you around oh, yes okay agreed deal hmm. one of my favorite photos of yours is an underwater shot of a group of dolphins the image is mostly underwater but there's a bit at the top that's right above the surface i can imagine that was difficult to photograph candidly especially because wild animals are a challenge to photograph what tips do you have for beginners in underwater photography who want to take clear and meaningful photos? I I would say a lot of people like to, um, let's say with, with wildlife, it's always like a hit or miss. Shooting dolphins could be different than shooting uh, sharks, or it could be different shooting with turtles or humpback whales. Mm-hmm. Um, shooting dolphins, if you ever want to get a, a chance to shoot with dolphins, at least on the island of Oahu, I would recommend just staying calm. Don't try to race them or chase up to them. They eventually will swim up to you and be comfortable around you. Because I see a lot of tour boats out here. They will drop in a bunch of um, like 30 to 40 people at a time. And then when the dolphins are crossing by, they will just like scream, kick, and then just scare them away. To me, I always swim out there and stay at one spot and eventually they're gonna just get comfortable and swim around you then you will have enough time to press the shutter and capture the moment mm-hmm. yeah that's a good tip 
I think it's important to keep your emotions in one place when you work with animals in general, because if you get too excited, as you said, it scares them off and it makes them uncomfortable. And that's not what you want in your pictures. Yeah. I mean, everyone has done that. My first few times, I must admit, I've done that myself too, because who doesn't want to like get up and close with the <laughs> big dolphins? Uh, yeah, I don't want to blame all the people to, who does that, but um, eventually you'll have to like chill out and just learn the way of interactions, you know? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite animal to photograph underwater? I would say it used to be dolphins, but I, I've seen them like way too often now. I, I got kind of got like tired of uh, seeing them. So my favorite animal to shoot with is definitely humpback whales. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. common? Hawaii, or do you have to wait for a long time? It's kind of illegal to do that in Hawaii or in the U.S. in general. Mm-hmm. I think if the Coast Guard, Coast Guard caught you um, on a boat going out there to swim with them, the boat operator will lose their license and possibly have like a big fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to fly all the way out to Tonga mm-hmm. to do that, I think, two years ago, which was... Um, an amazing experience. I wish I've done that earlier. I just pulled the trigger. <laughs> That's very cool. So in Tonga, it's legal to photograph humpback whales. Yeah, and um, all the the tour company are really professional. They they don't really compete with each other. So they kind of work together. They take turns so that they will give enough time for the the humpback whale to rest and then go about their day. They operate around like six hours a day from sunrise. And whenever we spot a whale, we'll call out to other um, boat mm-hmm. and uh, to, to let them know that we found them. And then we'll take, take turns to jump in and out of the water to interact with them. Well, that sounds like such an exciting and also peaceful experience because you're just out there in the water on your own with people without social media or just you know, the busyness of city life. Just, yeah, no, no internet, no Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was Wi-Fi, but it was like something that is so slow that you can't even like go on a website. But yeah, like interacting with the whales are pretty amazing because they're just so huge and so gentle. They, they will turn to their side. Once they see you in the water, they will actually turn to their side. And then you, I mean, have like a eye connection with you. They want to see you. They want to get close to you most of them do most of them like to get close to us and then some the baby ones or the calf are really interesting to interact with too they have no sense of distance they will come so close to you and you can usually actually like you know get touched by them so that's really interesting wow that's a truly a unique experience and an unforgettable one yeah i will never forget but i'm looking forward to go back to um Tonga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope you do because I'm sure you'll be able to take incredible photos there. <laughs> yeah. Photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas 
and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% of your first year as a premium member. What has been your biggest struggle in this genre and how have you overcome it? I guess I would say trying to stay authentic, be yourself, and not to get discouraged if you don't get like the amount of likes other people have, you know, like just be myself, you know, and not to get discouraged. Yeah, that's a really difficult struggle, I think, in general for a lot of people, especially since we're all online now, we're all sharing our stuff online, we want to be validated, it's a natural human thing, but sometimes mm -hmm. we do too much of it, perhaps, and we expect people to always like our stuff, and it's, it's, it's a normal feeling, I feel, but sometimes it does over, sort of get over our heads in a way and get in the way. Yeah. I'm kind of glad Instagram is experiencing the removal of likes. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I don't know, in a way, I feel like that kind of like helped me a, a little bit because I don't see them anymore. I'm basically just sharing my work to the world. Nowadays, I don't even care how many likes I get. Like, <laughs> if you like it or not, you know, you, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I, I just want to share my side of my perspective. Uh, the moment, how I capture like the object and show it with the world. Yeah, exactly. That's the most important thing. And I think that's the only way to create original work, because if you compare yourself to other people all the time, you will try to be like them in many ways, even unintentionally, and you'll just produce recycled content. And yeah, I also noticed that within like my friend group, you know, they tend to like to copy someone else's work. And it's not like, I mean, personally, I wouldn't do that. But if you, if that's something that you like to do, go for it, man. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to do anything like that. I want to be known as a guy who has a distinguished style and be me, be myself and not to be like someone else's, um, you know, in someone else's shoes. Mm -hmm. So Instagram has the option to move likes completely now. I don't know that. I don't think it's an option. They just roll it out to a bunch of users, and mm -hmm. I'm just the lucky one who got to experience that. I guess you were lucky. Well, I hope they make it an option so that people can choose between whether they want to see likes or not. Because I know it's different for everybody. Some people are completely unfazed by likes, which is really cool. But then some people, like me, <laughs> it does <laughs> their head a little bit. Uh, yeah, it used to affect me maybe two years ago, but now I just... Don't look at it as it, something that is uh, important. Mm -hmm. When it comes to other insecurities, other than likes, like outside of social media, do you ever feel like you are maybe not succeeding enough as an artist? And how do you deal with those insecurities? Oh, I think everyone struggles with these kind of like insecurities, but I just don't let it get to me at all. Like, I mean, I'm making money with my work and I'm getting um, great support from my sponsors and that's what it matters, you know. I'm allowed to live in paradise to create art and do something that I like, getting paid to do it. So why not? <laughs> I don't find any discouragement at all. Yeah, that's good. And it's great that you are in such a wonderful place where you have a lot of opportunities and sponsors. And I think it's a, it's a good thing to lean on, especially when you do feel insecure. Mm -hmm. 
You're also an environmentalist. Do you have tips for any photographers who want to raise awareness about an important topic in their work? And where should they start and how can they make a difference? Um, so the reason why I consider myself environmentalist is because I'm from Hong Kong. And obviously, people from Hong Kong or people from China, they like to eat wild animals, <laughs> like some sort of like specific kinds. In Hong Kong, it is a delicacy to have shark fin soup. Mm -hmm. And that is something that is um, really popular. Even when I was like growing up, I have had it a few times. Um, not until I moved to Hawaii, getting educated by One Ocean Diving, the tour company, and being able to interact with the sharks, finding out, you know, there's really no health benefits of eating sharks. And basically what you're eating is just a, a chewy cartilage of a, of a shark there's no point of hunting them and chopping them up to just to get their fins like mm -hmm. no health benefit at all so i decided to you know to stop it once and for all and then i also consider my family like i i tell them to not do that ever again because there's just no good out of it like we need the sharks to be in the ocean in order for the ecosystem to function <laughs> they feed off the dead you know and yeah, I like to see how I can impact the world and see if there are other ways to help the society understand. So, so in most of my posts, I mean, in some of my posts, I will try to raise awareness regarding with like how we can help. Mm -hmm. It is as simple as don't just simply don't use like any plastic cups or plastic utensils or um, straws. And if you do, I mean, use them, make sure you recycle them because one way or another, there might be a chance for these plastics go into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen it myself. I mean, you know, those little, little plastic um, circle thing on top of the, uh, the beer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've seen them in the, in the water and I've seen like turtles getting stuck with some of them. It's just, you know. Even with my, my most recent post with the shark, there's like a really big plastic circular object wrapped around the front of the shark. It's kind of sad to see that how, you know, with humans' um, consumption uh, comes to a cost of like these wild animals suffering. Yeah, I saw your latest Instagram post with the shark and it was really sad to see, but also very eye-opening. So mm -hmm. it's great that you share that and are not afraid to share it because i think a lot of people in this world who maybe don't live where you live and are completely unaware of these issues they can you know open their eyes to a new topic and maybe discover a new passion for environmentalism you know all those things so i think the the key if somebody feels like they can't spread awareness about something is to just start on social media even if you don't have a lot of followers i think it's a good idea to just spread awareness and say, you know, I care about this topic. This is how I can help. This is how other people can help. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good place to start. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm glad I started doing that because it made myself feel better. And then it also, like, potentially help others to understand what needs to be done. I mean, when you go into Starbucks, you see all these, like, paper cups now. I mean, they're still, like, uh, straws, but in most of the countries, they actually took out the plastic straw and put in paper straw instead. So I'm glad that something is coming out of this. Yes, exactly. And a lot of that comes from social media, not exclusively from social media, but I feel like a large portion of it can be. Yeah. 
credited to social media and people raising awareness and uh, speaking out. So I feel like even if you feel like you're one voice in, in a million voices, you can still make a difference by just joining that movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm proud to do. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, as you should be. Mm-hmm. You have you. a lot of sponsors, uh, and also you are the ambassador for many companies, which is very impressive. One of the companies that you're ambassador for is 500px, um, and a lot of the other ones are related to underwater photography. How do you find companies to collaborate with, and just generally speaking, as a photographer? Um, with 500px, I just pretty much got lucky. <laughs> like for the longest time, I just thought that you know I'm just gonna post there and communicate with uh, other photographers up there and just you know continue to do so but um out of nowhere i i was reached out by 500px and they were like oh do you want to be our ambassador here are the benefits and i'm like oh yeah of course i'm down i'm in but in general i would say like don't be afraid to reach out to companies that you feel like you potentially eat their products or like need their assistance to get your photography started or move on to another level be polite and i would say always tell the company the reason why you needed these kind of support and just be patient with them don't spam them with the messages <laughs> yeah why didn't you reply to me reply yeah because yeah. i i've heard stories around from my sponsors they actually mentioned something about like people not getting what they want and then they go online and bash the company oh, no. i mean point of that why would you want to do that just because you don't get what you wanted you know exactly. yeah it's really important to be polite and respectful and understand that these companies are usually very big and may not be able to respond to you quickly but yeah, just maybe make a list of companies to reach out to if anyone is interested in getting sponsored for whatever. Yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah, just reach out to a bunch of people. I think it's the best way to go because then it's likelier that somebody will respond to you eventually. If it doesn't work out, you know, just ask them to keep you in mind, you know. Exactly, yeah. Because some companies might not be looking for people to sponsor immediately. Yeah, like I've had mm-hmm. experience with that as well. Some companies yeah. are not available at, like right now, for example. But if you let them know that maybe you're open to collaborating in a few months from now or even a year from now, they might add you to their list. So yeah. very important. Yeah, yeah. just have like a good relationship with the um, company and then have like a openness when you're communicating. Don't reach out because you say like, oh, I need this, I need that, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it has to be mutually beneficial. You have to sort of offer something to them in return for their products. It's like mm-hmm. a friendship in a way. Yeah, but I'm proud to be like part of these companies, and I don't think I'll be able to um, capture all these like beautiful images without all these like amazing tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sponsors are very important, especially in underwater photography. Mm-hmm. Are there any other genres that you'd like to explore in the near future? Oh, I'm always uh, hesitant when it comes to like astrophotography, like night photography. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day I will <laughs> I'll get into that because. It just uh, seems to me that it takes, it's like a time-consuming genre to capture. Um, I don't like to just sit there and press a button and wait like a minute to see an image. (laughs) I like to go and burst, uh, (laughs) just burst shot it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah, Just not really me, but I would like to get into it and just to try it out one day. 
Yeah, it's a good challenge. I think I've never tried it. I mean, I've taken photos of stars randomly, but not to the extent where I'm trying to make a time lapse, for example. And time lapses are a whole other world. For the yeah. Record. Uh, my friend some of my friend does that and then they kept trying to get me to go out to do shit at night i'm like no way i i want to go to bed <laughs> yeah oh yeah you want to get the uh, lots of sleep but yeah I, i'm really impressed by people who um, you know those night to morning morning to night time lapses you have to stay up for hours and hours all yeah. night those are crazy but the results are cool so yeah you should definitely try it out one day yeah, and you when you messed up in the middle of it, like what do you do? <laughs> footage is done. You just scream into the air and yeah. try again one day. <laughs> okay, my last question for you is: What is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? Oh, actually, I I want to be known to. Do Do you ever look at someone's pictures and say like, "Oh, this is uh, by so and so"? Yes. Of course. Yeah, I want to be known to have a certain style. Mm-hmm will be like oh this is child's photography um i can totally see this style that would be my first goal mm-hmm. the second is to have my own gallery in hawaii or also in hong kong yeah oh that would be really incredible yeah um, my ultimate goal i think you'll be able to reach that goal in no time with the work that you're already producing <laughs> we shall see we shall see thank you <laughs> you're very welcome thank you for being on this podcast i really appreciate your time i think you shared a lot of very valuable information with the listeners i'm very inspired to try underwater photography i hope i get the chance one day um, and i wish you the very best of luck with all of your endeavors hey thank you for having me if you ever um come out to hawaii please let me know i will definitely show you around yeah for sure thank you hey thank you have a good one Bye. Chow has had an incredible journey so far. I hope we all have the chance to try out underwater photography one day. Make sure to check out his work. He's guaranteed to inspire you in one way or another. See you next week. There's a simple reason why photographycourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.